You are now in the Corn Roof Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Quarter Ruth Podcast. I am your fearless host, Mr. Jared Clem, alongside our marketing wizard, Mr. Pat Donahue. Yes, we're doing one show this week, so it's podcast and show as well. And of course, my number one, my number one, my number one, my main man, my second in command, Mr. Kev. Uh, we got a big show today. We are talking some a little. We we're talking a lot about the Washington football team. We got into a weird discussion pre-show about Ohio State quarterbacks. We got some crazy stuff to tell you about this later. Also, six-pack, one-sentence game. Um, we got. And also, we're gonna do a special edition of as this is our last show of 2020. Thank God, we're gonna do a special um, three-man run, last call. Of all of our wishes for 2021 year in sports. But gentlemen, happy holidays. Hope you guys had a great Christmas. And to the rest of you, my listeners, hope you guys had a great Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Boxing Day, whatever you celebrate. And oh, winter solstice for my my two pagan buddies who listen to the show. Um, thank you for joining us. How you guys doing? Good. Uh, you know, always good to have a nice Christmas, even if it is a COVID Christmas. Uh. Semester's over, so no complaints. Pat's, Pat, by the way, I saw your snap. Congratulations on your good grades. I'm very proud of you. Yeah, I'd like to shout out my professor for the curve, because uh, a six-point <laughs> curve on the final grade, uh, hey, oh, oh, my God. That's like Appreciate my professor that. said. Hey, listen, college professors are, like, was he an adjunct or a tenured one? Uh, she was adjunct, because we were her only class um, in, adjunct in this school. Professor? Are they shit? I, adjunct professors are the best thing ever to have in the college camp because they keep some students in college. But yeah. uh, by the way, folks, uh, before I forget, uh, please, if you haven't already, check us out on Twitter, Instagram at Corner Booth Pod, uh, and on TikTok at Corner Booth Pod because Kev was so thoughtful to set that up. We actually do release videos occasionally; they're pretty funny. Wait, so we have a TikTok. Yeah, we have a TikTok. <laughs> yeah, Jared's gonna run it next year. I'm going to run next year, and so is our uh, new intern who's coming in next next week. So he'll be on the show a couple times, too, by the way, as uh, he'll make his appearance and whatever. We're going to have a lot of fun guests coming on next year. We also may have a certain um, – some other Belly Up shows dropping by. Maybe big the big boss himself might come through. Also some guests from, of course, outside of Belly Up. 2021 is going to be crazy. Uh, also, by the way, shout out to our boy Kev for launching his new podcast. That dropped its first episode. I was – laughing my ass off the entire time because i'm thinking to myself how would i counter all of his arguments so and kev i always mess up the name so please tell lovely folks at home what your podcast is called it's tailgate on the quad it's on i know it's on spotify and apple podcasts i was hoping apple would approve it before the first episode dropped they did not it took a day uh also on twitter it's at quad tailgate Mm -hmm. so yeah sweet Short and sweet. The first episode was 17 minutes. Go check it out. It was funny as hell. It was funny at least for me because I've, I've been close friends with Kevin for, guy like two years now. And I honestly was thinking more in my head how I was going to counter his arguments than I was actually like how funny it was. But it was actually a good episode, man. I'm proud of you. Congratulations on starting your first podcast. 
it's not a lot better than some other of my former hosts who have tried to strike out on their own. So I'm proud of you, and we'll get right to it. So first off, gentlemen, we, I'm sorry we got to talk about Monday football. Actually, no, we're not going to be talking about football because it was it was a beatdown. We'll talk about one sentence game. But uh, biggest news from yesterday, guys: Dwayne Haskins cut in only the second year of his contract by the Washington uh, football team. What that like? I mean, I'm not surprised, but at the same time. <laughs> This may be the fastest I've seen a bust declared in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, someone asked me if Johnny Manziel was faster. No. They were, they were about the same. But I feel like with Manziel, there was at least some... I mean, honestly, Johnny I don't know. I think they were in the midst of a domestic violence investigation when he got cut. Yeah, that kind of will give you a quicker boot than uh, going, to strip, going to a strip club. So... I mean, also, Dwayne Haskins looked like hot garbage on the field, so. Yeah, maybe it is time to bring uh, Johnny Football back into the league. He's he's joining a new league. Which league? Uh, a fan-owned one, I think. Not like XFL-CFL, but like something something a little smaller? No, the XFL already said no the first time around. Uh, the CFL already cut him. Uh Probably the same league that, like, Lorenzen was in back in the day. That's in February. Fan-controlled football is the name. It's 7 on 7, and it's going to be hysterical. Oh, I've definitely heard of this before. That's crazy. All right. But I digress. Like, this – I mean, I wasn't – like, I saw the news. I was not, like, surprised. At the same time, I'm just thinking to myself, like, you know – Washington is just such a dumpster fire because they have, you know, they probably have the best defensive line in football or arguably like top three if you really want to like split hairs, but they're not going to win a damn, they're going to be stuck at like that five, like they, this was the perfect year for them to make the playoffs because Philadelphia's a dumpster fire, Dallas is a dumpster fire, the Giants are a dumpster fire, and the craziest thing is like you cut your starting quarterback and one of your captains and you're still in first place. So I this 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 game's hysterical to me. I um they play Philadelphia this weekend. Jalen Hurts. I I've been hearing a lot of stuff out of Philadelphia right now. Like if Hurts has another bad game, it's not that he's gonna lose the like job back to Wentz, but it's gonna be a lot easier for them to do a quarterback competition next year and just trade one of them at the end of the training camp than it would be to like say hey we're just gonna trade Wentz in the off season. So I, it's going to be the weirdest thing. So I, 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 either way, I don't know what the hell's going to happen in Philadelphia, so we'll digress off that one. But, Kev, we found out something crazy beforehand. There has never been a successful quarterback coming out of Ohio State to play in the NFL. Yes, that that is true. I saw something that said Justin Fields would be the first. He's not going to be the first. Well, who – okay, so in your mock draft, where'd you have him going? So for my mock draft, I only went up until – I only did non-playoff teams. Okay. And, uh, actually, I might have had him going second. Just because that's what everyone thinks he's going to be. I I have him falling. I'm going to have him. Because I did this right after the trade deadline. Yeah. Now I think – I still think he's going to be the second or third quarterback off the board just because I think NFL teams are stupid and they fall in love with a name and a school, not necessarily the player. Uh, yeah. I 
But I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if teams smartened up and he fell to the late first, fell behind Trey Lance, Justin, or not Justin Fields, uh, Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, hell, even Kyle Trask, maybe. Kyle Trask had much better numbers than him this year. I don't think Kyle Trask is going to be a good NFL quarterback, but he had 43 passing touchdowns. I think Trask would be a good game manager in, like, a defense first team. Like, I'm talking a team that literally just needs, like, a guy, hey, hey, complete 20 passes a game and hand the ball off. Basically, Tannehill with less than an arm. Um, I've talked myself into being okay if the Patriots draft Kyle Trask. I that's honestly how, would, too, be, but you guys need to get some speed. That's how this team has broken me this year. <laughs> he fits what they were trying to do. Join the uh, club, though. Like Bronx last couple of years in New England. Yeah. Um, so, honestly, I'm looking right now at the draft order. I could see him going to Denver, but it's John Elway. You know, he likes his oversized quarterback with a cannon arm and no mobility. Um, I could see Detroit at seven, Dallas at 11, because apparently Jerry Jones loves Justin Fields. And if he's sitting there at 11, they you saw last year CD Lamb. They'll take the best guy available. They don't care. Um, after that, New England at 14, like Kev said. Oh, no, Kev said about Cal Trask, but I could see them taking him at 14 because Fields, honestly, with Bill Belichick's coaching, honestly, could be a decent quarterback. Um, or at least with McDaniels' offense. And then after that, like, I mean, we've talked – I mean, they talked about it today. I've seen so many reports about Tua and if he gets benched for a third time. And my biggest thing about this – Kev, I know you have an opinion about Tua. And, Pat, I'll open it to you about um, Justin Fields. Where do you think – do you think he's going to be a successful quarterback – or do you think he's going to be kind of just another Ohio State failure? I mean, he's decent in college football, but, I mean, statistically, like we said pre-show, like, you listed off, like, a bunch of Ohio State quarterbacks who I'd never even heard of, and you guys had said have been, like, in the league for, like, a year or two, and, like, I, big statistics uh, to be found there, but I don't I don't think Fields is going to be this, like, superstar that, uh, that we're making him up to be. No, I mean, he the went off against one good defense this year. And he threw well two if you count the Big Ten championship. But before that, plays Indiana. Who's the first one? Decent team oh, Indiana. Play, mm-hmm. And he throws three picks and almost loses the game. Yeah, no. If Indiana got another shot at Ohio State, it was a wrap. I would take Indiana in that game. I think Ohio State's gonna get run off the field by Clemson. It's gonna be bad. I was watching something. I was watching film. Uh, Jesse Palmer was breaking down film during halftime of uh, Philly. I mean not Philly. Uh, Miami Oklahoma State, and he was talking about how. The receivers of Ohio State will bail off coverage, and they'll basically just like just keep running, and they will even if they like let they'll play zero man for blocking. So leave an untouched untouched guy running in, and they'll rely on Justin Fields to use his athleticism to get out of the pocket, almost like what like the Falcons used to do with Michael Vick when we were kids. But the problem is, is that college pass rushers are not as athletic as an NFL guy. He Absolutely. does that against the damn Redskins or the Eagles or the Steelers teams with good pass rushes. It's a wrap. He's getting dropped in the backfield for a fumble or a pick. Yeah, or an ACL. Yeah, basically he's going to get RG3. So here's the thing. Can we make that a thing, by the way? Um, he's getting so, RG3. <laughs> so like, here's the thing to me. Um, Clemson has one of the best blitz schemes in the damn country. Brad Vettable, honestly, as much as I despise Clemson, their defense wowed me. When I watched them beat the snot out of my Hurricanes, and then I watched them again beat the snot out of Notre Dame in round two. To me, Brett Venable's defense with the blitz schemes and everything else and leaving guys on run, 
and how athletic that secondary is and their linebackers, I honestly think just they're 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 fucked in this game. They're fucked. But um, let's bring it back. Tua Dolphins. They took him out against in the second at the end of the game against the Raiders. Fitzmagic comes in, chucks the face mask and a half pass to Matt Collins. Kevin, defend your boy, your flag football teammate. What do we do? The, the Dolphins got to stick with Tua, right? Like they can't just move on and pull a Kyler Murray. Oh, 100%. They need to stick with Tua. I mean, they don't have really any weapons around him. Devontae Parker was out. And yeah. what, what are you going to do? Throw it to Jakeem Grant, who drops a wide open pass 40 yards downfield. That would have been a touchdown. No, you can't judge Tua based on this season effectively just because of the lack of weapons around him. And I'm not saying he can't play without weapons. But you can't expect this man to play effective football with the weapons he has. And that's not saying that because he was at Alabama, he doesn't know how to do more with less. It's ridiculous Mm -hmm. because he's still an accurate thrower. His completion percentage is still very good, but the yardage isn't quite there yet. Because, A, when he's on the field, they call it very conservative. When Ryan Fitzpatrick's on the field, like, we don't care, sling it out, try to win the game. And it makes him look better than Tua when... Yeah, he has the experience, but he's not better. He's not physically better. At no point in Ryan Fitzpatrick's career is he a better football player than Tua. And I understand you want him to – you want Tua to acclimate to the NFL. You don't want him to have to read very complex things. But it's ridiculous to bench him. And if you're worried about his confidence getting shot because he's making the wrong reads because you're asking him to do too much, it's you're also doing that by benching him every game. I agree wholeheartedly, and the thing is, I I know I am the t- Herbert over Tua train. I have been for a mile. I even talked to a Raiders fan today at the gym, one of our one of our listeners, and I said to him, like, listen, personally out of college, I liked Hurts because of his mobility and arm strength over Tua, but Tua's got a cannon too, and he's more accurate, quicker release, everything else. Tua's injuries also scare the shit of me, but that's a different story. He's proven he can take a hit this year. Um. My opinion is with this is like I think Tua is going to have the same kind of like a Jared Goff trajectory. I don't think he's going to taper off like Goff has. I mean, Goff had an okay season and he's been okay his career, but like I think Tua has a higher trajectory. But Goff, his first year, struggled mightily with the Rams. Whereas like everyone's like wowing over Carson Wentz, who had a a coach who said, hey, I want you to sling it all over the yard like a certain quarterback who plays the Los Angeles Chargers right now. Just yeet it all over the yard. Like, just throw it. We have no – we're going to lose a ton of games anyway. Our defense stinks. Like, let's just do this. So I think the problem is with Tua, like you said, they benched him three times. He's in a weird position, though. Not many quarterbacks get drafted in the top five, and their team's a playoff contender. So Flores has a weird decision to make. I get it. He has to keep keep Tua and he keeps confidence up. But they also are in a playoff position. So it's a weird balance. I think it's just a weird situation for Tua. And Tua's got to take it with grain of salt. Do not draft a quarterback. Go get a linebacker. Go get a good linebacker. I mean, go get a good corner. Get a receiver. Go trade back. Maybe get Kyle Pitts, a good tight end. Like, get him weapons. Maybe draft You know who you get? You don't get your first pick. You don't get Kyle Pitts. You don't trade back. You don't draft a linebacker. You don't draft a tight end or a cornerback. You know who you draft? Slim Reaper. Devontae Smith. That's the I mean, boy. Jesus Christ. Both men were freshmen. Tua takes a sack, rolls out of the pocket, 
hits him on a dime for a national championship. Why don't you want to make that a possibility in the NFL? Or even Jalen Waller, Jamar Chase. Like, both are good options. Just get him a receiver. One of the three – I mean, I don't even want my team to take a receiver in the top five. I want us to maybe take one later in the draft because I we, I want us to take Rousseau at six. But either way. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm completely – Pat, Dolphins, stick with Tua, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's – you know, as an organization, every game that you let him start to finish play, it's an investment in his future. You know, it has like a dividend return where he's getting better every opportunity he has to start and finish a game. Um, and where you just pull him out, like Kev said, it, that ruins a quarterback's confidence, you know. And that's not even going to be something he's going to have as a career starter is to have the Fitzmagic on the bench to just kind of like pull the win out of his ass for him. There's no reason why Flores shouldn't just start to finish, let, let Tua play. Uh, yeah, exactly. All right. Enough headlines. Let's rock and roll. Let's get into one sentence game, gentlemen, because this it, it was a fun week of football. I I I kind of just sat there on my Sunday and just kind of felt depressed at about seven o'clock and just went and did nothing but raids in um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla for about two hours. So that was just how I got my frustration out with my team. But some other some of us actually had good, some teams actually had good weeks. So we'll get kicked off. Christmas Day game. Saints Vikings. I think it was the highest scoring Christmas Day game of all time, 52-33. Pat, what's your sentence about the Vikings and Saints? So before I actually say my sentence, Kevin, you had Alvin Kamara in our fantasy league, right? Yeah. Uh, I hate you because you you robbed me a third place because that game I think was like it was like a 12 point game. Had you like started like anyone else at running back besides Alvin Kamara, I would have been able to win that. But I my one sentence here. Alvin Kamara is too much of a stud for the Saints. Free Alvin shirt? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I, just... I, I was told I had to cool it on the shirts. Oh, yeah, man. I, I know exactly which part of the person manager. We're not going to go there. All right. Also, I'm not the director of merch anymore, so. Oh, boy. Jared knows exactly who to thank for that one. Mm, yeah, don't get me started about that one because I got a bone to pick with that person. All right. They don't listen to the show. Who cares? Um, Viking Saints, my sentence is simply, you had to give that touchdown to Taysom Hill. You couldn't let Alvin run it in for the record. Are you serious? It would have been great. Christmas Day, they break the damn record. That's historic. That's legendary. That's something you don't hear about. That's something you hear about for days, for years, for months. It's in, you know, it, 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 he tied the record. But, you know, a oh, great game for Kamara. My, if Alan Kamara had that game last week, I would have been in our fantasy football championship. Yeah, I was, and my entire team took the damn week – Told my whole team took the damn week off. It's stuff for Darren Waller. God bless that man. All right. Bucks, Lions – I'm going to re-quote my tweet. I look down to eat my lunch. I look up. It's 36 nothing. I don't know what the hell is going on. <laughs> or 35 nothing, or 34 nothing, whatever it was. But it was 30-something 30, 30 to nothing. And I look after I look up, I'm like, the hell just happened? Yeah, the old man goat still has it. Yeah, uh, hang on. It decided to go to week 17, even though I was on week 16. That's annoying. This game got out hot. I think it might have been actually 47 nothing, or 47-7 with, like, 
eight minutes to go in the third. And the and over finished was 47-7. The over was 55, and they didn't score the rest of the way. Betters are getting hammered the last three weeks. I feel kind of bad for them. I do too. I can't legally gamble in my state because my state sucks, but I, I move like I literally go 20 miles that way and I can gamble. Is that, that New York? Yeah, I'm pointing literally at New York right now. That's West? Yeah, that's West. All right, cool. Um, 49, the, the nightcap. This was, a, this was the, the midday game. This was actually fun. I, I, 49ers Cardinals. I, I should have started uh, Wilson Jr. Because I, I looked at him in waivers for an hour, and I hesitated. I'm kicking myself. That's my sentence. 204 scrimmage yards. What the hell? Yeah, what, 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 what were you doing, Arizona? It's fine. The NFC West is just weird. Yeah. The NFC West encompasses everything. And the NFC East and West together encompass everything that's strange about this year in sports. Absolutely. Um, Dolphins and Raiders. My sentence is simply, that was the best four minutes of football I have watched all year. And Josh Jacobs, you're an idiot. <laughs> it's it's still two a time, but damn, that fits magic, baby. Face mask pass, baby. <laughs> to Eagles legend Mac Hollins. It, it's two a time. I mean, what else is my sentence going to be? It's always going to be two a time, right? All right, let's get rock and roll on those Sunday those Sunday games. Uh. Colts and Steelers. Um, yeah, the Steelers remembered how to play football in the second half. Yeah, what a comeback from a fake ass team. They're gonna win one game maybe, and that's be it. Yeah. <laughs> I hope the Browns win this weekend. Falcons and Chiefs. My sentence is simply. Tyreek Hill, you bastard, you screwed me over in fantasy this week. I relied on him to get me some points, and he didn't do jack. <laughs> Falcons really know how to blow a lead. It's consistent. I think that last kick that missed kind of showed that God wants the Falcons to suffer. <laughs> I really do feel bad for any Atlanta fans out there. Like That, that must hurt. I know about three of them, and they're all like, when it comes to football season, they're like, why do we even bother? Yeah. <laughs> I feel so bad. I feel so bad for Julio. Buy a shirt. Is that shirt still up? That shirt's still up. I'm not taking any shirts down. Okay. Yeah. Buy a damn shirt. Free Julio. Send him to anywhere with a quarterback who actually knows how to deliver the ball in the fourth quarter. For real. Um, everyone do a sentence? Yes. Okay. I, sometimes I forget, so this one's checking. Um, Bears and Jags. Mit, money Mitch. Dude's, like, balling out. <laughs> yeah, Mitch Bears really wants have that a starting sh- job. Bears are, have a shot at the playoffs. They're, I think they're in the playoffs right now, technically. Are they, are they the wild? They're definitely the wild. I think, they're, I think they're, like, the seventh. They're the sixth or seventh seed, which is incredible. Like, you know, you know what? You know, I'm going to clap for the be- Mr. Trubisky and the Bears. I have ripped you for the past three, two damn years, and you have come up big this year for your team. Congratulations. That's how you win back a locker room, Mr. Trubisky. 
I have nothing but props to you. Comeback story of the damn year right now. Besides Alex Smith. I was going to say, like, whoa, hold on. Let's calm down. It's the Jaguars. I I know, but they still dropped 41 points with that anemic offense. On the Jaguars. The same Jaguars who took the Packers to the end of the line. With money, Mike Glennon. (laughs) Yeah, but also it's the Jaguars trying to lose every game to hold on to that first overall pick. I mean, at this point, they 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 could lose next. They could win next week and still get the number one pick, which cracks me up. <clears throat> Freaking Jets! <laughs> Freaking Jets! God damn! All right. Uh, I miss those segments from KFC, man. They're still a thing. Oh, really? They don't pop up my Facebook feed anymore. Barstool's like Facebook feed is so weird now. Um, I get more of like Fran and Rio, which honestly I don't mind because they're both they're both hysteric. Fran's an Eagles fan, so I gotta show love. But, all right, Bengals and Texans. Dude, it sucks being a Texans fan right now. Like, what the hell? Now th- they have the number three overall pick, and they're not even going to get to use it. <laughs> That's my sentence. Free J.J. Watt. Free Watson. Free that whole roster, man. Seriously. Yeah. They really should. Buy a shirt. Yeah. Do we have a free Sean Watson shirt? Yeah, we do have a free. That, that <laughs> was uh, me and Cruz's idea. <laughs> I kept did it saying, during that episode. Yeah, he literally we, we had Cruz on, and he we, Kevin literally was texting us pictures of like the design. All right, Kev, what's your design? Oh, Euro sentence. Free to Sean, buy a shirt. Oh, free to Sean, buy a shirt. Okay, because you both said it, and I was just like, all right, so that both your sentences or? I was on, right. I was on the free JJ train. Free J. All right, free Ke- free uh Justin's head coach. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> all right, Ravens and Giants. You know what? The Giants, we all thought, uh, I mean, I'm going to be, uh, just, I'll say I thought the Giants were like a legit team about five weeks ago. Man, it'll look like a moron right now. Yeah, uh, that's about the outcome we expected for that game. Yeah, uh, the Ravens are, Ravens are back. They just, they punched them in the mouth. It wasn't pretty, but they punched them in the mouth. I mean, yeah, it, that was expected. Dobbins, <clears throat> though, five rushing touchdowns, or rushing touchdown, five straight games. That's pretty good. I think he honestly, this no running back class will ever compare to 2017. That that produced like 16 starting running backs, um, but or like 10 starting running backs. Hilariously, the only one who was not drafted who doesn't play significant time was drafted by my Eagles. Let's go. No, I'm not kidding. Look at the 2017 running back class, or whatever one had Dalvin Cook. Yeah, it's 27, 20, the year before, 20, so 2016, 17, 17, it's 2017. The year the Eagles won the Super Bowl when we drafted Barnett. The only running back from that class that is not still in the league right now is Danelle Pomfrey, who's drafted in the fourth round by us. Everybody in that class is still around, or at least like nine. 99% of them are, which is just, which just shows how Roseman can't draft. John Dorsey does our draft class from now on. Let's go. All right. Uh, he's our assistant GM, basically. So, I like his running back class now for for uh, this year. Robinson, Dobbins, Swift, Taylor, Akers. A.J. Dillon balled out last week, this yeah. week. Kev's boy. 
Yeah, I love AJ Dillon. Yeah. Um. All right. Browns and Jets. <laughs> the goddamn Jets. Yo, I'm sorry. I, I, I. Same old Cleveland, man. Same old Cleveland. That's my sentence. This uh, this was my uh, my gimme game. Jets. Jesus Christ. Why? Oh, man. I mean, maybe Adam Gase will continue this streak and go out with a win in his last game as a Jets coach. Also, the Jets have won more games out of their last, like, three than the Steelers. And the Eagles and Patriots. No, Eagles at least. I don't know about the Patriots. I think it's right for the Pats as well. Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right. So, Panthers and the Washington football team. You know what? Until the, until the second quarter of my game, this got me so excited. Yeah. Oh, congratulations. Carolina with a 200th franchise victory. Goodbye, Dwayne Haskins. But also, special teams is really important to your game plan. That, uh, that muffed punt return that led to a touchdown, that's... That's the... That's got to be the worst feeling. You muff a punt and just because like you can't really advance. I don't think you could advance a muff punt, right? I don't um, believe you can't. No, you can't. You can advance a fumble kickoff return, but you can't advance a muff punt. And it just you muff a punt. If you muff a punt, it goes three yards. And it's it's a turnover. Okay, that sucks, but like that's not the end of the world. You muff a punt, it rolls all the way to the end zone. That's the got to be the worst feeling in the planet. Yeah. Yeah, it's just. But yes, I'm going to co-op Pat's sentence. I've been saying for years that special teams is the most important facet of football. You can be good on offense, you can be good on defense, but you got to be elite on special teams. Exactly. Absolutely. Oh, no, I agree. You have to be at least like a B-plus special teams team to actually be good at football. Like, look at, like, look at the teams that are good this year in the playoffs. Kansas City, Buffalo, um, Green Bay all have elite special teams units, or at least top 10. All right. Broncos, Chargers. Um, Justin Herbert sets the rookie record for touchdown passes. Congratulations to my boy. I've been riding the Herbert train since April. Uh, I will keep conducting that train. Let's keep going. Good for Herbert. Broncos, your comebacks have to be quicker than starting at the – second half yeah you sound like an eagles fan right now <laughs> another week herbert did not play great also the ro- the rookie touchdown passing record is going to be broken like every other year for the next <laughs> 20 years especially with how good quarterback plays improving so yeah no i agree completely. but like i mean he's still got another week to put it to like 31 or 32 so you know good for him they they're, they're playing the patrick mahomes chargers next week Yeah, that defense still isn't, isn't bad, but it's not great. They're not going to try. Are you kidding me? Ain't, Big Red's going to pull half of them by halftime. Um, Rams and Seahawks. Um, congratulations to Seattle. Your defense woke up. Like, that team, that's a good defense. Like, they're a legit team in the NFC now. Like, I honestly would take them in a game in Green Bay if it's not snowing. Or at least if it's snowing lately. <laughs> yeah, I could say that being a good game. Um, 
my sentence here is, uh, did anyone check on Jared Goff's thumb? It's fucked up. Yeah, he's he, he like he's not playing this week. I don't think he's playing this week. It would make sense. I mean, he like he hit that hard, and then you could see he just wasn't throwing it the same after. Well, I mean, it was on like the problem is like that's Pat, that's your support finger where you're throwing the football. It's your trajectory just goes all over the place at that point. Yeah. I hope that's okay. I hope he's okay too. I, I hate like for quarterbacks getting a hand injury. Um, Kevin, do you Mike Williams has more interceptions than Jamal Adams, which is hysterical, by the way. But I mean, can we just convert Jamal Adams to linebacker at this point, or like a monster back series, like they do with like like Miami's defensive scheme? Like just have him play linebacker, but he's faster than everyone else. Like he's not a safety; he can't cover anybody. All right. Um. So uh, last one or the late slot, Cowboys and Eagles. I cried when Deshaun Jackson caught that touchdown, and then after that, it was just all downhill from there. I legit cried because Deshaun Jackson was a childhood like favorite of mine, and to see him finally get a big play for the first time since like last year, and it was a absolute bomb. So good for Jalen Hurts for yeeting that thing, but Jalen Hurts' effort of that fumble kind of pissed me off a little bit. The, not the second. The first one wasn't a fumble. The second one. Jalen Hurts pulled a Cam Newton, and I want, and everybody in Philadelphia wants to roast him right now. Uh, my one sentence here is uh, have faith in Jalen Hurts. He has a starting job somewhere in the NFL. So often seems to be so fucking weird. Is Kev- Jalen Hurts worth more on the trade market than Carson Wentz? I will argue it's close right now. I would not argue it's close at all. It's Jalen Hurts by a country mile. So what would you – if okay, so your realistic opinion, what would the Eagles get for Hurts right now? Uh, first, a second, and maybe like a third or a fifth next year. Like a first this year, a second next year, maybe like a fourth or a fifth this year too. I argue if Howie can – Howie and Dorsey can pull – the two of them together are – separate, they're horrible. Together, they might be the perfect combination because Howie can't do personnel like that's not established – and Dorsey honestly is not a pat doesn't have a bad draft draft record. Baker's still up in the air. Cause Dorsey drafted half of these guys in Kansas City. The older ones, not Mahomes, but like the ones before him. So I I don't know, man. Like honestly, if they can if they can find weapons to get around Wentz and fix that offensive line, because Brandon Brooks, by the way, came off IR today. The man tore his AC tore his Achilles in September. I don't know if you guys see, have seen a picture of him. He looks like a damn tight end. The dude is 2% body fat as an offensive guard. It's insane. Wow. Oh, yeah, that is not good. That oh, is not good. If he looks like a tight end and you want him to play guard. Oh, no. They might move him to tackle, honestly, because he's so damn lean. They might move him to right tackle and draft a guard in the, in, in the play, in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, what's it called in the draft? I don't know. But he, he got so cut during the draft. He bulked up. And then he cut weight. It was crazy. He, he put on like 17 pounds of muscle and cut like 30 of fat. It was crazy. Because he was doing nothing but like Kaibo and Jiu-Jitsu over the offseason. But yeah, no. The, the Eagles offseason would be fucking weird. Almost as weird as the Raiders. Because um, I don't know what the hell they're doing at quarterback. Uh, here we go. Last but not least, we've got Sunday night. Tennessee, you are a bigger disappointment than the year 2020 itself. You are the best running football team in the goddamn league. 
Um, you put up 14 points. Derrick Henry doesn't even put up over 10 fantasy points. And your receivers don't do jack shit. You got punked by the Packers. Punked. In a game you were meant to win. Snow, hand the ball off to Henry. Oh, wait, you can't block? Oh, I'm sorry, it's cold. Yeah, screw you, Titans. I lost a lot of faith in you today. Are you, uh, on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, what, do, uh, what do Devontae Adams and Aaron Rodgers have against the Tennessee Titans? That was not a game that those two should have balled out on. <laughs> Yo, Malcolm like, Butler should have shut his mouth, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like... I like watching that game. I was like, oh yeah, like the weather's like super super shitty. Like there's no way that this this is gonna be like a pass heavy game. No, Rogers went out there and put up over like 200. What was it like 212 yards or something, and like four touchdowns, three of them to Devontae Adams. Like mm. that wasn't a game that was supposed to have more than like 150 passing yards. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna blame this loss on the refs of the Titans. They played horribly, but the refs kind of screwed over the Titans a couple times. Oh, well, refereeing this weekend on both levels has been awful. So, like, yeah. eight, um, clearly, I think it was A.J. Dillon. Might have been, yeah. Clearly stepped out of bounds. Actually, it might have been Aaron Jones that I think about. I'm not sure. Clearly stepped out of bounds. A ref was standing at the pylon looking at the sideline, didn't call it. And also a phantom offsides on a block kick that would have put the Titans in Green Bay's 20. Yeah, um... You know what's so funny? Aaron Rodgers actually brought the, like, some of that up today. He goes, you know, you're going to get some calls he wouldn't get on the road. So we definitely caught some breaks, but we definitely played well. And I was like, I'm like, all right, that's respectful from Aaron. But, uh, you yeah, know, the refs were not great. Um, AJ Dillon, though, balling out. True. Dude's a monster. Last but not least, boys, I tried to hold off as long as possible. Bill's Patriots. Uh, Buffalo is the second best team in football. Prove me wrong. Why, oh, why is Cam Newton the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots right now? Why, oh, why does he have any weapons? Why are you blaming Cam? <laughs> I'm saying, <laughs> hey, why you, not? Hey, he's throwing the ball to you and me, man. Come on. <laughs> why not let Jarrett Siddham get the get used to the New England disappointment? Because Bill's going to trade all of his draft picks away for like six and seventh rounders and a bottle of Tom Brady's sweat. So just get him used to the idea that he's going to struggle on the offensive side of the ball. Yo, I thought I was sending a whole ball my team. Damn. Um, please, for the love of God, do not let Jared Stidham be our starting quarterback next year. I would rather have Cam. Cam moves the offense better. Jared Stidham has had one good pass in his NFL career and has a worse interception rate than Nathan Peterman. That's awful. <laughs> oh, my. His longest streak of passes without an interception is shorter than Nate Peterman's, I think. I think that's actually what it is. So my thing is, what like do you, do you think Sidham's gonna have a place on the team next year? Do you think he's gonna be a backup? Do you think he's gonna get cut? Like he's gonna be like a Nate Sudfeld, like a third stringer. That's all he's gonna be. Yeah, he's gonna be a backup maybe for another couple of years until teams realize this dude sucks. Uh, Auburn that's quarterbacks why. can't play because Cam I can't can't count. Uh, I wholeheartedly think that like. Bill's going to do that thing where he just trades away his first-round pick for some, like, bullshit. Or he's going to, like, draft, like, a corner. It's just, it's it's not going to be a quarterback. And then we're going to pick up a quarterback in, like, the fifth round that's going to be a bust. And then we're going to be in the same position that we are next year, this year. No, I think Belichick's learned that now that he doesn't have Brady, he has to draft players that can help you win games now. You can't draft guys to stash for a couple years. And then Um, unleash on the world 
when you feel like it and have him be a pro bowler. Um, also, uh, somebody check on uh, J.C. Jackson's ego because he got punked by Savon Diggs. Yeah. I mean, listen, J.C. Jackson's going to be a top five corner in like next by next year. That kid's a freak. He's a top he five a, corner. Oh, right. no, 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 no. By rating now and the fact he got punked during Pro Bowl voting because of the whole Patriots, whatever you told me, that's BS. But um, for those who don't know, NFL teams pick who what players there's going to be voted on for the Pro Bowl. J.C. Jackson is a restricted free agent this year, so they don't want him to be a pro bowler. Allegedly, that's what people are speculating. Allegedly. <laughs> I'm not going to say it's true or false, although it does sound very much like a Patriots thing to do. Patriot way, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, Stephon Diggs, one of my favorite people in the NFL right now, just punked that. So they were talking about this today on a couple of shows I listened to because I, I had a long job. I had a like a boring job today. So I had multiple podcasts going. It was Heard, McAfee, Rich Eisen, whatever. Um, yeah, the Diggs Gilmore connect. Uh, Diggs, um, uh, what's it called? Diggs, um, Josh Allen connection. Everyone's talking about Adams Rogers, which is great this year. But can we talk about the fact that my man Diggs is leading the league in receiving yards or his top five or whatever and is putting up eight, what, eight touchdowns this year? Dude's a f- like, it's incredible. I'm like, I, I said it at the beginning of the year on the show. I thought Diggs to Buffalo was going to be incredible if Josh Allen could find his accuracy. <clears throat> there you go. Yeah, he found it for sure. Between Diggs, John Brown, Cole Beasley, who, Cole oh Beasley, everyone thought Cole Beasley was dead in the water after he left Dallas. Dude, he, he's the reason they get those first downs to set for Diggs. Or except for Singletary or any of the or Zach Moss or any of these guys. Like the Bills, honestly, like they're one of the teams I'm kind of rooting for because I yeah, I also I just love the Bills fan. I love Bills fans. They're, they they make me happy. They're like they're they are like what I hope Eagles fans would be if they'd stop being so fucking cynical. But like it's like a less trashy version of an Eagles fan. Yeah, they're a less trashy version of Philadelphia Eagles fans. I will fully admit that. Honestly, Pat, if I was born another lifetime and I was born in northern New York, I would so be a Bills fan. But the way the the cookie crumble for me, I'm an Eagles fan. I love my team to death, and I'll always be. But I always root for the Bills. I even had a Peerless Price jersey back in the day. I love the Bills. So, like, it, it's it's crazy to me. I think this this that this, this combination of Allen and Stephon Diggs makes me so happy because I I've wanted Josh Allen to succeed forever because. Going back to when me, Kev, and Mark were on the show, Kev remembers I used to go to bat for Josh Allen all the time because Mark would rip him to shreds and I would bat for this guy all day. But where, where's Mark? Mark, where are you, where are you at? Because your boy is probably going to finish top three in the MVP, MVP voting behind uh, Rodgers and Mahomes. So, or top two, depending on how if Mahomes doesn't play this weekend. So, caps off to Mr. Uh, Josh Allen for balling out. Wherever Mahomes is at MVP voting, that's pretty much locked up. They're not going to punish him for being sat because his team's locked up the number one seed. Fair enough. I mean, the AFC also. The AFC, can we talk about how, like, the AFC three years ago was a dumpster fire, and now it's the best, it's the better conference again overnight? <laughs> like, you yeah. got a team that's going to win 10 games and not going to make the playoffs. Like, holy shit. Like, the, honestly, the NF for the playoffs are going to be fucking incredible. Let's be honest. All right. There, we gotta move on. You could have a team with 11 wins miss the playoffs. I know, like the Patriots a couple years ago. Sorry to bring that up, by the way. That was uh, over a decade ago. 
Uh, I know. And I still think – somebody was talking about the other day. I'm like, yo, that's, it's still bullshit they missed the playoffs, but it was like tiebreakers and all that other BS. But All right. Kev, it's time for our favorite segment. It's time to crack a six-pack. Great show this week. Great games. First off, Roll Tide taking on those losers from South Bend. Give me Alabama, my second team in college football. I'm rooting for those boys down south. Kev, I really hope when I go and we go next year to the game, I get some Alabama hospitality. I know it's not going to be in Tuscaloosa, but, like, I have never met a mean person from the University of Alabama. Like, I, I'm I'm pulling for you boys. You guys are Thanos, basically. The way I look at it with college football this year, it's like, all right, my team's going to suck. I hate the teams that make the playoffs. All right, Alabama, do your thing. Like, come on. Like, let's let's just wipe them out. So go go roll tide. Roll tide all day. Yeah, I'm never going to bet against Alabama. So call me call me a roll tiding here. Dad, the spread's minus 19 and a half. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's got to be close to a record for like a Coswell playoff game. Perhaps. Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't really looked much into it. But yeah, it's it's wild. Also, Alabama's 4-0 at AT&T Stadium. I think I actually knew that stat for some reason. But yeah, no, I, I, that tracks. Like, Al, like honestly... The Slim Reaper gets going. And is Waddle back yet, or is he still, like... No one's sure. I'm pretty sure he's not playing, but there were rumors that he might be back. Uh, but it could be, if he comes back, I would more expect it for the championship. Nine. Just because, it, like, let's say he's 75% back this week. It makes more sense to save him for whoever wins in that Clemson Ohio State matchup and then have them against them. Alright, can we be straight right now? We'll just save the time here. Does anybody actually think Ohio State's gonna win on that game? No. 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 Okay. Obviously no. They're the word I honestly if Notre Dame played Ohio State, I'd give Notre Dame at least two touchdowns. The, the, here's the tiers of the teams. You have Notre Dame, fifty feet of ship below it, there's Ohio State, and then you have Clemson, and then another 500 feet of height in the of Alabama. And then off here, probably the third best team in the country is Texas A&M. Then you go to like Cincinnati and North Carolina and you keep Miami with the Hurricane. Like you, you keep throwing teams in there. Iowa State, Texas, whatever. Oklahoma, Florida, whatever. Here's the problem. Ohio State, honestly, this year is dog shit. They, pick, they basically – were able to skate by on bullshit rules. The Big Ten basically bowed and turned their heads for every fucking... They even changed the COVID comeback rules for them. So screw Ohio State. Clemson, for the love of all things holy, run them off the damn field. In the Big Ten's defense, these are rules that should have been changed. Oh, no, obviously. But it looks worse now when you have to hear, like, oh... Oh, they're changing it now. Oh, for Ohio State, Ohio State, Ohio State, this, Ohio State, that. Honestly, my biggest story of the Big Ten this year was the fact that Indiana balled out, and they're getting no recognition for it. What bowl game in the end, by the way? Sorry. Indiana? Oof. Yeah, uh, Indiana. I'm not sure. I'm checking one second. I think Indiana's in a bowl game. Uh, Outback Bowl. Outback Bowl. Who are they playing? Uh, Ole Miss. 
Okay. All right, that's on January 2nd. I'll be yeah. not watching that because I'll be working. All right, Um. yeah, so Indiana, I, I just, you know, it, it, I feel bad for them, honestly, because they played an incredible season, and they kind of stuck it to all the perennial powers, which made it even better. They took Ohio State to the gun. They they beat Penn State on a they sent Penn State on a road down to the depths of was it one and five hell whatever the hell they are now. Uh, they smacked around Michigan. It was great. Uh, Shouts out Indiana. You guys are my new third favorite team in college football. No fourth favorite because I got much a lot of love for the Bearcats. So that leads into our next game. Georgia and Cincinnati. The uh, wait, is this Captain Warren? This is not the Orange Bowl. This is uh, this is the Chick Fil A Peach Bowl. <clears throat> the line right now is Georgia minus seven. Um, yeah, it's I'm six and a half. Six and a half now dropped. Okay, good. No, um, we use FanDuel on this podcast. Yeah, not ESPN. Um, also, I'm taking. Also, round lines are stupid, and I hate them. Round lines are the Fuck round lines. Um, that's Caesar's Palace, by the way. So, blame them. Uh, I'm taking Cincinnati. Uh, go my Bearcats. Uh, Bearcats have always been like that team I kind of root for when like or like whatever team I was rooting for at that time wasn't on Miami or whoever. So, uh, give me Cincinnati with the upset. I think Georgia's a joke. Give me Georgia. Um, I'm still really bitter. Uh, oh, like on Cincinnati this this season. Uh. I just I don't know what it is I I, know, I don't think they're like this amazing team and I don't understand how they're like that they're what are they like top are they top ten top they, eight top eight yeah I don't I don't get it but give me Georgia they have a lot of speed that's the thing like they're like a really athletic team for an AAC team mm-hmm. uh, I think this game is going to be like. What the UCF game against Auburn should have been a couple of years ago when UCF was claiming a national championship and beat Auburn. Auburn just didn't try because they were hoping to get a playoff bid, so they didn't care. Georgia has not been close to getting a playoff bid all year. I think they're going to care. I think they're going to want to blow this team out to say they're still a group of five to school. So give me Georgia. All right, I'm Lone Wolf in it. I'm taking – that is my upset, by the way. So, um, All right, here we go. Um. NFL time here, my boys, Eagles, Redskins. Oh, sorry, watch the football team. Sunday football now because the NFL wants to torture me. Um, Jalen Hurts starting, hopefully the whole game. If he struggles again, they might put Wentz in, which is hysterical. Um, how the tables have turned because Philadelphia can't make up the damn mind at quarterback. Uh, Washington is either going to bring out uh, Taylor Heineke or. Hineke, whatever the hell his name is, or Comeback Player of the Year for Life, Alex Smith. So, what you guys got for this one? I'm taking the football team. Um, I think they have the front seven to contain Jalen Hurts. Uh, it's They're done with the Dwayne Haskins distraction. It doesn't really matter. They're rolling at quarterback. They're going to be more focused. And I just trust Riverboat Ron. Trust him my life. Love Riverboat Ron. Yeah, give me Washington. Um, they're they're just easily the best team in the NFC East this year. Oh, I think so too. But the problem is, if Alex Smith can't go, give me a really pissed off Eagles team that did not like that his loss to Dallas. 
Um, a lot of guys coming back this week on our defensive line. Derek Barnett, Josh Sweat are both probable to play. Uh, Fletcher Cox is also probable. If we have all three of those guys back, um, whoever it is behind that front full, that offensive line is going to be running for their damn life. Uh, give me Philadelphia at the upset. Deshaun Jackson being back somehow gave him a spark. Um, Doug Peterson, this might be his last game as an Eagles coach. Uh, don't buy the hype. I swear Black Monday might come after Peterson. How, we know how we're stuck with Howie Roseman and um, Glenn Dorsey, but at least we might be free of the visor. Give me a Philly. Uh, Dolphins at Bills. Dolphins fighting for a playoff spot right now. Give me the Finns as my upset. It's Buffalo's minus three. It's in Orchard Park, so take off one and a half for the yeah. home field advantage. Without fans, they will have fans for the wild card round, though. But give me Miami. They're fighting for their playoff lives. They're like R. Kelly. <laughs> They're fighting for their life, man. Uh, give me the Bills. There really hasn't been much I've seen of them lately that makes me doubt that they'll be able to lose against the Dolphins, especially at home. This is a conditional pick for me. If Josh Allen plays, give me the Bills. Um, but if it if he doesn't, Matt Barkley's got the, maybe the worst backup quarterback in football right now. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I'm gonna begrudgingly take the Bills here. If the Bills play, the Dolphin. If Josh Allen plays, the Dolphins are screwed. We can do that. We can put qualifiers on these. I mean, Kevin, if, I, like, if the Dolphins win, this that is my line's gonna if shift the Bills like win, points. that's my pick. The <laughs> line's going to shift like eight points if Josh Allen doesn't play. You know that as much as I do. So if Josh Allen is declared, it says not going to start as of Saturday, because it's Wednesday right now at 8.07 p.m. If by Friday Josh Allen doesn't play, is declared he's not playing on, sa- on Sunday, I'm switching my pick to Miami. And I'm allowed to do that because we've had those things before. Like when Cam, I, sh- I gave you the point when Cam Newton did not play for Kansas City because of COVID. Because Cam Newton, honestly, that game against the, uh, against uh, Kansas City for the Patriots, Cam Newton probably would have got you guys W because Stidham was yeah. fucking. We, we did set precedent. Uh, it was I'm a free kickoff rule. I'm not actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, when I come on your your new podcast to make picks or whatever. I'm going to probably plead for the same bullshit rules either way. So, No, I can make those rules myself. So we're going to right, set so, those rules from the right. get-go. If Josh Allen is declared not the starter by Saturday, I can switch my pick to Miami. So can so can Pat. That's the rule. Because that game's going to shit. That, that line will shift by like – it'll shift by like six points. That's the Would problem. Would change my upset pick? No. All right, cool. As long as the lines doesn't shift below one and a half, I think you're okay. Well, but if it's going to go eight points, then that means Miami's going to be the favorite. Okay, if you can change your upset pick at that point, all right, we'll, we'll set that precedent, okay? No, do I have to? If it, you if don't it, have to. I will, okay. Cool. That's what I want to know. Because okay, right Pat, now, Pat. Buffalo's the favorite. But if Pat, the line shifts eight saying. points, Miami's a five-point favorite, but I picked them as my underdog now. All right, all right, Pat, you're the deciding factor here. If Josh Allen has declared not the starter by Saturday night – does Kevin have to change his upside pick? Because that line is going to shift a ton of points. Yes. Okay. I don't think I should because we would be recording this on Friday when we would probably have a better idea of it because we're not doing it. 
he's going to claim holiday thing right now. Yeah, because Friday night is not New Year's Eve. We could have recorded this then, but we're not. All right, fine. I'm deducting your point five from your points. No, I'm just kidding. All right, fine. Well, Kevin, we'll let you keep it, all right? But me and Pat aren't docked the penalty. If Josh Allen's pulled, we might only let you take 1.5 points for a win. There was a there was a heated discussion I was not ready to have about the uh, logistics of this game tonight. Uh, I'll just admit that up front. Fair enough. All right. I was ready Last to but... have his McRib today. You're darn right. McDonald's Pat. decided like this. We are delivering McRibs to this house once a day for the past two weeks. And we're cutting them off. He's I actually, gone. I I went through the drive-through today. Um, I went to get my haircut, and on my way home, I was like, oh, dude, I really want to make a rib. So I go, and I'm into the, the drive-through line. I'm like, oh, yeah, can I get, like, a chicken sandwich and a McRib? And they're like, no, we don't have the rib today. Yeah, they have your they have your picture on the inside of the drive-in window under it. Do not give this man a McRib. You know what the worst part is? Like, back when we were, like, the whole, like, I never had a McRib before. I'm not going to lie. I've never had one. Um, they're not They're not bad. I'll, they're not bad. The only time I actually went out of my way to go get some a fast food item was the chicken sandwich when Popeyes when it first came out. Yo, that slaps too. Not as good Yo, as that, Chick-fil-A, I, but listen, Chick-fil-A kicks Popeyes butt in like eight sixty percent of the categories. Yeah. But the one thing I will give Popeyes is I prefer Popeyes chicken sandwich over Chick-fil-A's. I've had them both within a week span, and Popeyes to me it's bigger, it's more filling. The so I like I, Chick the sauce is a toss up because they they won't give you the sauce they use for the, the the Popeyes chicken sandwich. You can only get it if you order the sandwich. And honestly, the first time I had it was a buttery brioche bun. I was like, it was fresh out. They literally cooked it like ten seconds before I walked in the door to order, and I was like, okay, this is fresh. I can tell it's fresh. The oil still coming out of the chicken. So a fresh chick, Popeyes chicken sandwich is a 10. It's a knockout. Yeah, I'm just, I, I think Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich, more specifically the spicy chicken sandwich, is, uh, it, it's the meta. It is literally, like, there is no fast food item that can top the Chick-fil-A spicy chicken sandwich. As my, if I was going to get Chick-fil-A. Oh, go, go. My family's off this week. Not me, but my dad and my sister are, because my dad took it off. My sister's a teacher, so she has it off. And they went grocery shopping yesterday, Monday, maybe, and on the, like around noon, they texted me like, "Hey, do you want Chick Fil A for lunch?" I have not had Chick Fil A in almost two years. Dude. Really? There aren't really any uh, a year and a half because there aren't really any in an area where I drive to. Yeah. And I really only get fast, and it's not DoorDash, and that's the two times I get fast food if I'm driving somewhere already or if it's on DoorDash. So it was on DoorDash for like a week. And then I, I guarantee it was the thing of just, like, everyone, like me, because, like, we live, like, 20 minutes, if, he, if, if like, probably 30 minutes away from the uh, one, like, the nearest one. Um, and just so many people ordered that I think they're like, oh, shit, like, there's no delivery driver who wants to, like, sit there all day and then drive the 30 minutes, like, to rent them and back. Yeah. But back to the McCurry, Pat, I think <laughs> it was either middle school or elementary school. They had, like, a knockoff McRib thing without the pickles. Do you remember that? And yeah, and uh, in like the school, right? Like the school yeah. lunch. Yeah, of course, dude. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know if I was making that up in my head or not. No, the uh, the army had um, it was an MRE where it was like rib patty 
like covered in barbecue sauce where it was basically just a McRib and that came with a, like a, it was like a rib patty that had like two pieces of bread you could smush together and eat as a McRib. And I think like I've just continuously had like a version of the McRib in my life and I'm just glad that McDonald's brought it back. See, I'm like, I, I'm a Popeye's fiend. So Popeye's earned a spot in my heart. I got thrown out of a house party. I had to leave my car there because I was way too drunk to drive home. I was way too like drunk to walk, and I had to get an Uber called. My mom comes in my room at like 7:45 in the morning, banging on my door, like, "Where the hell's your car?" I'm like, "It's in Shelton, which is like maybe 20 miles from my house, 20 minutes from my house." She goes, "I'm gonna have to drive you to Shelton right now to go get your damn car." I'm like, "Yeah." My head was pounding. I I had one of probably top five worst headaches of all time. I go into a Popeyes as it just opens, fresh everything, fresh chicken strips, fresh fries, fresh biscuits. Fresh soda, like the soda they just put the new, like the new, like uh, the new, like, like whatever the hell they do in the back of those machines, they just put new ones in. Everything was closed. It was Sunday morning, and it was the it was opening day for 2018 football for the 2018 football season, and I'm like, I love you guys. I literally said to the cashier, and they looked at me, they were laughing at me, I'm like, listen, I have a pounding headache. I got thrown out of a party last night. I just called it off with the girl I was talking to. Like I am in a horrible mood, and she goes, this helped. I'm like. Yeah, fresh Popeyes always helps. So I will always have so much love for Popeyes. Chick-fil-A, if you say I love you, like, well, the Lord loves us more. <laughs> you know, I've I, never had Popeyes, actually. What? Kev? I've never had wow. Popeyes. I've never had Zaxby's. What? Which is a big Zaxby's? Pop. You've never had Zaxby's? I've never had Zaxby's. It's so stupid. Zaxby's is over Zaxby's is over the bridge in Northport, unless there's one of the boonies I didn't know about, that I never went that way unless it was at like 12 o'clock at night and I was coming back from somewhere. So it was always closed whenever I'd pass it. It, it was like 20 minutes from my house. And then Popeye's, I, I just never really saw it anywhere where like I was hungry or getting food. I should I've say, had, oh, go ahead. I've had churches though. Church is pretty good. Canes is good, but without the sauce, it's disgusting. I thought Canes had the best sauce. Yeah, without the sauce, it's disgusting. Oh, okay, so the sauce basically makes the chicken. And the Texas toast. Ooh, yeah. That's also true. I've never had Bojangles yet. That's that's the one I got to try still. Bojangles is so good. That's my favorite chicken place. Okay, so I got to get Bojangles. By far my favorite. It's amazing. well, my best friends lives in North Carolina. I'm gonna have to go visit. When next time I go visit him, I'm gonna have to go get a bojangle. Go get bojangles. I heard uh, like cookout, the the fast food place is like a big thing in the south. Oh. Too. I never like where I was in the south, there was no cookout, but like North Carolina area, it's apparently a big deal. That is something I need to I need to experience in my life. Tuscaloosa like. got a cookout. I think it was my junior year, and like my buddy is from Massachusetts too. And we're like, what's the big deal with cookout? And somebody were like, it's really good. And we'd get drunk, have one of our friends who didn't drink drive us, and we'd get cookout. It's like four bucks for a platter, and you get like two entrees, a side, and like with a milkshake, and they had six bucks total. Yeah. It's Dude, that's, that's that's incredible. Kev, oh, can we so find good. a cookout when we're not in Atlanta, please? If they have one, we need to get cookouts up here. I tweeted at them earlier, like the other day, like, cookout, expand north, please. Yeah, if like, you, me, and Pat will start a franchise, that's what's gonna happen. That's the thing is, like, I realize, like, I, like I, I, I do eat like a lot of fast food, um, and like I realized when I lived in the South, like, obviously, like I went to like actual restaurants, but like I also experienced like Whataburger. Kevin actually, I almost fought Kevin. Um, he put something on like Instagram or Twitter, 
where it was like you know four items one has to go and it's like whataburger like pickles like chicken tenders and one other dumb thing they were like pie and you're like oh whataburger needs to go i'm like dude no, are you- pie i gotta go i did not pecan say pie to specific. go in that one i do believe that out of all the things that is one of the things i would say to get rid of it's so overrated it's not that good it's like slightly above mcdonald's Ooh, Get that's out of that. here. Oh, Kev, come on, man. I've had Whataburger once. I know it's better than that. It's slightly... No, it could be... I went to a it's brand like, new it's one. Like okay, it's. I'd say it's a little better than Wendy's, but not as good as Five Guys. Well, those are like two different tiers. Yeah. I know, but that's Five like Guys is like the next tier. That's like saying you a five-star restaurant is better than Chili's. Like, obviously. You guys have, you guys have Jay, Jake's Waybacks up by you? No. Okay, is it, I guess it's a Connecticut chain. Jay's Wayback is like if you took Five Guys, but you made it more McDonald's-y, but it tasted better. You know where you should never get food from? Where's that? Mooyah. Oh, they, they show up on my DoorDash. I just scroll past them. It's a burger place. It's more expensive or about as expensive. Not expensive, but like as pricey as like Five Guys, but it's way worse. That's awful. Because Five Guys, at least when you like you pay the money, but you get about a bag of fries you get a yeah. bag one time me and my old man went in there after a funeral and the guy it was about closing time it was right by my school the guys poured their entire fryer worth of fries into a spare bag for me oh. they were like yeah we gotta close up you guys want you guys the last customers tonight you guys want the, all the fries but me and my dad like yeah me and my dad each got a bag of fries with our burgers we were like all right this is awesome but gentlemen pittsburgh cleveland we've gotten so <laughs> off topic <laughs> Hey, listen, this is what happens. This is why our show is better than everyone else's here at Belly Up. I will fully say that right now. Come at me. Yeah, fight me on my fast food takes. Yeah, fight me. Come on. Flexing. All right. Pitt, Cleveland. Pat, you're up. What you got? Who's – so because of uh, Mason Rudolph starting, who's projected to win this? Um, Clee is minus 10. Okay, so Cleveland would be the gimme here. Yes. Yeah, Yeah, gimme Cleveland as, as my gimme. Well, you can't be the gimme because it's, like, in the picks. Oh, I, never mind then. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll still take Cleveland then. Regardless, they just won't be my gimme. But Does that mean Pat has to go searching for an upset then? I do. Pat has to go looking for an upset. Pat, take the, take the Giants over Cowboys. No. I want <laughs> I'd, almost, I'd almost take Jets over Patriots. Almost. <laughs> Well, I'm telling you, man, those cow the Cowboys are gonna get exposed. They're like five and ten. What do you mean they're gonna get no, exposed? The Giants, the, the, they look. <laughs> everyone's like, everyone's riding the Cowboys right now. But the problem is, is that the Giants actually have a good secondary. That's the only reason the Giant, the Cowboys won, is because their Eagles quarterback wasn't going after the ball. Their secondary was awful. Darius Slate can't cover people. That's a top ten thing you've ever said. This five and ten team is about to get <laughs> exposed as fuck. No, we know what this team is. They're not good. Oh my god. Kevin still doesn't beat what you did to Cruz on our Christmas on our Christmas show. That is, yeah. That Kevin, I think that wins. That wins there. everything. There, I talked about it actually on Tailgate of the Quad. I said uh, I'm too open about my personal life on podcasts. Just oh, no. follow at the real cruise on Twitter to ask him. I think I scarred that poor man for life. 
Yeah, I mean, like, our follow... You could have even thrown me a shout-out for that, because I've been used to this even off the fucking microphone with you, dude. I was just so surprised. Like, the tweet that you sent out with, like, the the dub-over with the, the Sweet Home Alabama remix, I woke up and it had, like, something like a few thousand views. I'm like... Is that E-40, by the way, who was doing the overview, the the music? Yeah, it's a Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, or Chitty Chitty by E-40, or Chitty Bang. I don't know. I found it. The beats per minute lined up well, so I put it together, made it as my intro for Tailgate in the Quad. Yeah. All right, semi-breaking news, by the way. Uh, Snacks Harrison just got picked up by the Packers. Jared just wanted to distract from my great editing skills of music. Yeah, whatever, pal. All right, what's your pick? Uh, upset, right? Well, well no, Kevin's yeah, oh, okay. making picks, so. Okay. Um, give me Cleveland. I if Miles Garrett tries to bash in Mace Rudolph's head again, give me Pittsburgh because they wanted well, Miles tell- Garrett. Well, it's all Miles. My, tell Mace Rudolph to stop selling the game. It's calling him the gamer word. All right, come on, really? <laughs> I honestly, I, I can't wait to see no, Miles Garrett try to get after Mason Rudolph. Here's the thing. I, so what, we had Savannah on when this happened, right? And she goes, I know people who went to college with, my, with Mason Rudolph. He's a loser. <laughs> like, ever, like Savannah was telling us, like, she knew people who knew Miles Mason Rudolph. And she's like, this guy is a, kind of a loser. Like, it wouldn't, Savannah goes, it wouldn't surprise me if Miles Garrett, like, actually got called the, N, the gamer word by. <laughs> I like the by, people who are like, no. Mason Rudolph wouldn't say that. Like, do you know him in his personal life? Yes, I stalk him every night. Like, it's like, come on, man, really? Like, damn. Like, here's the thing. I, Mason Rudolph, his claim to fame to me is throwing the ball to James Washington or that, like, TikTok he made, like, years ago, or Vine he made, where he chucked the ball off the backside of a dock and hit one of his receivers on a speed, on a do or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's cool. And then the dude can't hit it past that that open in like actual college football games. Mason Rudolph's absolute hot garbage. Start Josh Dobbs. That start the rocket scientist. That's my that's my vote right now. Or Duck Hodges, the boy. Oh boy. Is Duck still on the team? He's just he's he's uh, he's dressing as their second string. Wow. I thought they cut him for some reason. Big Duck still alive, baby. Uh, I looked quickly at – I'm looking at his Wikipedia right now, and I thought it said he went to Stanford. It's like there's a 0% chance that Duck went to Stanford. No, yeah. he went to Samford <laughs> in Homewood, Alabama. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Guy's name is Duck Hodges. That means a G automatically. All right. All right, time for gimmies and upsets. Kevin, what is your gimme? Um, oh, Colts over the Jaguars. Oh, man. Um, yeah, Pat, you got to find an upset, pal. I, I gave yeah, you one, but I, you're, not, you're ignoring me, so it's, whatever. Uh, it's 49ers over Seahawks. That's my upset. You want to run that one back there, Chief? Yeah, it's an upset. 49ers beat the Seahawks. All right. I would love it if the if for some reason the 49ers are favorited. <laughs> it's it's a it's a five and a half point spread. Okay, you looked it up this time. Yeah, yeah. No, I no, feel no. like a couple of times ago you just said a game and we had to tell you that that was not an upset game. 
No, that yeah, actually it's like, happened. It's like a one that's and a half record. point spread. Yeah. That's like on record, by the way. So like, yo, how? Okay, so by the way, um, Arkansas made a bowl game. By the way, everyone made a three, bowl game. I know that's really messed up. Um, oh god, this is this has been the weirdest year of college football ever. NFL. Um, I don't like any of these teams. Uh, give me Baltimore. Give me the Ravens again. I, they need to. I mean, have they? They've clinched, right? No, actually, no, no. Screw that. You know, give me the Titans over uh, tennis over wow. the Texans. Give me the oh, Titans over the Texans. Give me the Titans over the Texans. They know if they the Titans if they lose in a couple other teams like a couple other scenarios, they can miss the playoffs. Yeah, there's a there's, lot of teams that could miss the playoffs. I Titans who have been a top five team in the NFL power rankings for like 80% of the year could miss the playoffs if they lose to the Texans and like two of the teams win. So yeah, give me the Titans over the uh, Titans over the Texans. I just want to say. You guys, in order, took what my guineas were going to be. But now I'm, I'm going to take Baltimore over Cincinnati as a gimme. You don't get a gimme. Gosh. All right, I get it now. You get an, you get an upset. Yeah, if you pick your upset in the six, you get a gimme. But if you don't take your upset in the six, you have to take your upset as one of the other ones. I only, I only need this explained to be every other episode. Don't worry. <laughs> it's okay, Pat. We love you anyway. It's the best when we have intern our interns start t- picking games. That's gonna be even more be- for the college football for the um playoff challenge. That's gonna be even more even more special. All right. By the way, folks, this is the last week of our pickup challenge. So as of Tuesday, we will know who is getting the free T-shirt, courtesy of the other two knuckleheads in this in this show right now. Is it gonna be me, Kevin, or Pat winning this championship? We're going to find out. It's going to be fun. It's it's better now because there's three of us. So, like, the two losers split the bill for the actual shirt instead of, like, either me or Cavs just paying for it ourselves. That's uh, that's actually why I was brought on was to reduce the for bill money. a little yeah, bit. After yeah. This, Pat's <laughs> yeah. yeah, after this, Pat's gone. Yeah. Yeah, Pat's fired. <laughs> yeah, we love Pat. Um, yeah, Pat, you survived the college football gauntlet. And we, haven't sh- we haven't fired you yet, so there you go. <laughs> you beat past Savannah. Woo! Yeah. By the grace of God. That got his participation trophy. Look, it's a 50-50 chance on any guess, so lightning's bound to kind of hit a few times, I mean, right? listen, he even, he, Kevin, he committed to watching NBA for this season for our show. That's respect right now. I I did watch, uh, like, half of a Celtics game. Um, <laughs> about as far as I got before it's I had to not, get I watched, watched, last watched, year, though, right? I watched that? one Tim. I've watched. Oh, go go. Pat, is that more than last year? No, um, we're almost tied. I think I watched like three. Um, anytime I hung out with a friend, she was a big basketball fan, so we watched basketball. I've watched one so far. I watched uh, Minnesota versus um. God, I can't think of it right now. It was a second. It was a second game. It was the one where D'Lo dropped the twenty six. Um, I've, I I think. Oh, you know, two. I watched one in, on uh, Christmas. All right, so here we go. That's our picks. House upset, by the way. Go Army, beat West Virginia, please. I would love to see West Virginia lose to a service academy. That'd be great. Roll Black Knights. <laughs> Roll Black Knights. <laughs> Pat's just trying to violate those damn uh, those copyright laws. All right, Kevin, do you got something weird for me before we roll into our amazing last call? Kobe got Clinton. 
Oh my god. Dude, I don't buy this because what Ravel tweeted honestly kind of tracks more. I don't know what Ravel tweeted. I'm making a joke, but Kobe planned to leave Nike. Per reports, per reports, he wasn't happy with the company and wanted to start his own shoe company. Also, Darren Ravel is an idiot, even though he went to Northwestern, so I don't think anything he tweets makes sense. Also true. He's probably he in the back pocket. This is a conspiracy. Watch well, Nike's gonna shut down our show tomorrow. Yeah. Don't open your mail. I mean, thing. Listen, Mamba is one of my top three favorite athletes of all time. Um, one of my favorite motivational speakers, also. But uh, yeah, no. Um, as a guy who's been trying to get a pair of a Kobe, get a pair of Kobe Bryant sneakers since I was like 16, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, Nike has honestly until shout to Vanessa Bryant by the way, his widow. She literally said, tweeted out to all sneakerheads and Kobe fans, I told Nike they have to start releasing my husband's sneakers. Like as for those of you who don't know a sneaker game, there are general releases and there are exclusive releases. General releases generally are like between two hundred fifty thousand and like a million like sneaker releases. So like you're gonna get like you go into like a a Foot Locker or Champs, you will get the shoe you want in a size but below like i think a quarter million shoes released you have to reserve it you have to wait in lines as you guys know i have a massive sneaker collection of various jordans nikes whatever um the only sneaker that i honestly had to wait in line for and just got was my flint 13s and my concord 11s uh those are jordan those are jordans by the way but i've tried to get kobe's for months it's impossible one of my favorites came out on Christmas Eve is the Grinches. They are the Kobe Sixes, but they are lime green with red laces. They are my, one of my favorite sneakers ever, and I couldn't get them because Nike's a bunch of Nike's a bunch of stooges, and they always like they they started making Kobe releases after he died even more exclusive. They're like, oh, it's in honor of Kobe. No, it's not. You always want to make more money on the secondary market. So, uh, shout out to Vanessa Bryant for telling Nike to shove it and release more shoes. So. That woman's a queen right there. Now they're just going to make them more exclusive. Yeah, oh, no. Like, if they do, then they do. They're going to get, like, such a backlash because Kobe was, like, a beloved athlete, and his sneakers to sneakerheads are, like, grails. Because, like, everyone loves Jordans. Jordans are, like, the standard and Adidas Yeezys and everything else. But Kobe's are kind of, like – LeBron's got shoved to the side after, like, for the last couple of years because they've been garbage. But, like, Kobe's are, like they're, – they're, Kobe's – because Kobe's are always low tops. They're always very sleek, very like like moderate looking. They're so, they're just always cool. So like Kobe's kind of became a thing for sneakerheads. It's kind of like a almost like how Vans are to everyone else. Kobe's are kind of like that more like low profile, sleeker looking sneaker. And honestly, everyone loves Kobe. Like a lot of sneakerheads love Kobe. So all right. Um, Kev, that was actually pretty. That was pretty interesting. Uh. Oh, weird stuff in sports. But um, y'all ready for the last call? Let's keep that smooth jazz. Like I announced before, me and the two knuckleheads here are going to give our list of the five things we want in sports in 2021. Now, we're going to try to keep them away from fan bias. So, like, I can't say, oh, the Eagles win the Super Bowl in 2020. Like, that's not possible, obviously. But, like, you know. Our, our team's winning championships is kind of is kind of a, like kind of a chump shot, I guess. I don't know, but like things we want to see that are re- realistic. So, uh, Kevin, what's your number five? 
number five is probably for the Patriots to draft a receiver and not a quarterback. Pat? My number five is uh, a professional football league where performance-enhancing drugs are allowed. <laughs> I love Pat. This goes completely off-base. Um, my number five is for uh, another, like a new champion in the NBA. Uh, a new world champ, like some team that had like a Denver Nuggets or something like that. Some team that like is gonna be like a, like a fan favorite, like how, how like Miami kind of became last year towards the end of the season, where like everyone's like, oh my god, the Heat are a fun story because like yeah, like Tyrell Hero and Jimmy Butler and everything else, like a new champion, somebody we haven't had in a couple years. That'd be great. Um, Kev, what's your number four? Jalen Waddle to be back for the national championship. Oh, well, it's definitely second in that. I would love to see that. Uh, my number four is more fiery Bill Belichick phone slamming. Alright. Um, my number four is the Eagles not to screw up their first, second, and third round picks. So, like, draft Greg Rousseau, a wide receiver in the second round, and a corner in the third, or vice versa. Like, we actually have decent receivers. Just get us an offensive line and good secondary to keep us in games. Watch them Kevin's draft Patrick Sertan in the first round. And I'm going to hate my life because I've watched that dude in a film. He needs to play safety in that corner. Um, Kev, what's your number three? Oh, uh, for Devontae Smith to win the Heisman. Or Mac Jones. Either or. I want I want Devontae. That was my number three was watch it for Devontae to win the Heisman. We can have the same number three. Yeah, so my number three is Devontae Smith to win the Heisman. It drives me nuts every year how, like, you have, like, a Honey Badger or a Jabril Peppers, like, these guys who are, like, these, these defensive players. These, I think you have a wide receiver occasionally who pops up and, like, oh, they're just there for show. It's like, no. Can we actually have a non-quarterback or running back when the Heisman? It'd be great. Thank you. That, I have, what's your number three? Sorry. I actually got into an argument with someone on Twitter. They're like, no, it's Devontae Smith. His year isn't that historically great. One of these quarterbacks is going to win it. And then, like, as we were arguing, going back, I was like, yeah, you might be right. It is a quarterback award now, but I still think Devontae Smith has a good chance. And as you're arguing, he won, eight, uh, Devontae Smith won the AP, uh, Male Athlete of the Year, College Football Athlete of the Year. And he's the first year to do it. And I responded with that, like, this is interesting. He's like, yeah, he's probably going to win it. I want Devontae, because, like, his thing is, you couldn't cover this dude all season No, and the guy's main argument was like, yeah, but Mac Jones still has to get him the ball. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty fucking easy to get him a ball when he's there's no one within 10 yards of him. Yeah, honestly, Slim Reaper for uh, Heisman. Uh, number two, my number two is uh, a new... Number three. Oh, number three, sorry. Sorry, Pat, I, it, I apologize. It's all good. I was going to butt in anyways. Uh, I'd like to see full fan attendance uh, in sports again. I That's really want to... <laughs> it has to be top three, right? I uh, just I want to go. I want to go to a Pats game again. Yeah, I'll even take a Red Sox game. Just give me full fans. Yeah, my number two is also full fan. This is full fans. Um, like you know what? As much as I ripped Governor Cuomo repeatedly, he did a cool thing by letting Bill. Uh, I think it was eight hundred and seventy. You know, eight thousand seven hundred Bills fans are allowed to attend the game, the first playoff game. And honestly, their first home playoff game since like 95. So 
good on him for that. It's the last bit of credit I'll give him. Um, but yeah, no, I want to see fans next year. This year has been so awful for baseball, basketball, football. Like empty arenas. Like watching the game at the Target Center the other night. I mean, yeah, usually it's only about three quarter capacity if we have a good team in town in Minnesota. But honestly, like watching my Timberwolves and like nobody in the stands was really odd. The bubble at least was cool because you had like the the walls with the virtual fans. That was kind of fun. But uh, yeah, I'm done with the crowd noise. Can we actually get some real fans? Yeah, absolutely. Kev, what's your number two? Um. Oh. The Patriots to not be a disappointment next year. I, uh, for my number two, I threw Tom Brady retiring as a Patriot just as, uh, yeah, I don't want to be disappointed by the Patriots either. Um, but I also don't want to see, uh, Goat Daddy still out and about in, um, Tampa Bay. All right. Um, my number one is for a new team to win the Super Bowl. A team that has not won it in the last, like, 10, 15 years or so. So, no Green Bays, no Seattles, no uh, Kansas Cities, uh, no Pittsburghs. I want to see a new team. I my, my The team I want to win the Super Bowl the most are the Buffalo Bills. I love their fans. We've said this before. Um, I love Josh Allen. Stephon Diggs, I love him, too. This, this team would be great to see win its title. And also Sean McDermott, ex-Eagles coach, got much love from him as well. Uh, Tennessee Titans, Miami Dolphins, Baltimore Ravens, Cleveland Browns, Indianapolis Colts. Um, what? What do you mean? Oh, the, sorry, Colts. Yeah, Colts. The Colts, Ravens Colts, Colts, and Colts have... Well, yeah, so, sorry, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, so Ravens at least. No Ravens. Um, in the NFC, I mean, like, so Buccaneers. Yeah, true. Buccaneers or Bears would be cool. Cardinals. Uh, just like, I, I would love to see a new team get a Super Bowl this year. As much as I, you know, like, I much respect for the Patriots and the Dynasty. Patrick Mahomes and what they're doing in Kansas City. The Packers being title town. Like, it would be cool to see a new team win this year. It would be ultimate to finish the 2020s sports season when you see, like, a Buffalo Bills or a Tennessee Titans win the Super Bowl. You know, Tennessee right now really needs to get the shit together. So, uh, that would be that's my number one. I, I want to see some cool team win the Super Bowl. Like some team we haven't seen in a while. Or I ever. also think it's wild that you're choosing this year to complain about teams winning it constantly. When you have the Chiefs last year winning their first Super Bowl since – or appearing in their first Super Bowl since Len Dawson. I, I, okay, so wild Kansas time City. to pick to have this complaint. I mean, they also just won it last year. Repeat champions always bug me. Unless it's like your team. Repeat champs always bug you. I, I mean, to be fair. Like, if I Eagles won in 2018. Champion in, in 16 years. I know, Kevin, but you see my point. What is your number one? Uh, University of Alabama National Championship. <laughs> <laughs> Kev doesn't want fans in the stands. He just wants, a, he just wants, a, he wants another UA title. You're Look, gonna, you're I'm gonna get going that. To Gabe, so I don't care if there are fans in the stands. Oh, see, I would go. I would go to. I want to go to games. Like I was supposed to go to two Eagles games here. I'm pissed as hell. So uh, my number one relates to my number three of uh, fan attendance. My number one is reasonably priced beer at all sporting events. Yes, sir. I'm, I am looking at Ugelette Stadium. Eleven dollars for a Michelob Ultra. The second I walk in, come on, be better. I'm looking at. Looking at you, Lincoln Financial Field and Giant Stadium or MetLife, whatever the hell that crap hole in the Meadowlands is called. Uh, 
get your shit together. It's beer. It's not gold in the can. I understand charging exclusive prices for decent food at a concession stand. Shout out to City Field, by the way. Some of the best concession stand food I've ever had in my life. Amazing. But yeah, no. 11 bucks for beer. Like, it cost me 15 bucks to buy a 25-ounce Blue Point Toasted Lager. That irritated me to no end. But yeah, no. I, I, I'm wholeheartedly agree with Pat. I think yeah. Fenway's the worst offender. Their beers are like 13 bucks. Yeah. No, I heard that! You gotta sit in there tiny ass uncomfortable seats the least you can do is let me get drunk reasonably cheap yeah yeah no um yankee stadiums are bad yankee stadium one time for two bottled waters and two chicken tenders meals i paid 37 dollars or 38 i think uh i think i paid like uh it was at a country show actually i paid like 15 bucks for a strawberita for somebody it was not for me uh, I was I was drinking beer, but yeah, to like, clarify that. Yeah, I I feel the need to clarify that it wasn't for me. It was for a friend, but it was like 15 bucks for strawberry. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I could have just shoved some of these in like my pants before I came through the gates here, <laughs> which wouldn't work because oh, of the metal detectors. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, oh man, that's so funny. All right. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree with that one. Uh, all right, so everyone, Kev, you number one or oh, you're dead, dude. Do you oh, am. All right, so. That wraps it up for 2020 in the corner booth. Shout out to Pat for joining this year. Shout out to my boy Kev for starting his own podcast, going off his own. I'm super proud of him. He's come a long way since he, he took Mark's spot because Mark sucked. Um, uh, dude, seriously, like I'm, I'm super proud of you for starting your own show. And I'm also even more – I feel great as, a, as a, our friendship, the fact that you are even – Sticking around the corner booth, even with your new show. I appreciate it. I know your participation will be a little less. Shout out to our intern, Samir, for coming on in 2021. You'll get to meet this guy. He's going to be fun as hell. Uh, shout out to all of our guests who are coming on already. I've locked up about three or four so far. It's going to be a fun time. All of our Belly Up family, Belly Up itself, Mike and Blaine, for keeping us uh, in the keeping us together. Shout out to Shannon, uh, Steve-O, our boy Cruz, uh Tony Fiorentino, my boy Raph over at Three Point Conversion, all of the guests I have had come on in tw- in the last year. Thank you so much for coming through. We appreciate it. We love all you so much. To all of our listeners, if you've heard us once or you've heard us every episode, we love you all dearly. And please, uh, like Pat Shirt said, we uh, once again I'm asking you to follow the Corner Booth, uh, listen to the Corner Booth podcast. It's great stuff. So I love and appreciate you all so much. 2020 is going to be a big year for this pod and for Billy itself. And thank you so much. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Bye. Hey, guys. Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly of Podcast Network.